do you remember as a group our first oh shit moment while you're running machine I do remember that, and I was like very aggro, and then you guys were very aggro at me for being very aggro. And that, thinking back on that, and I've been through that spot twice now since then, and I, every time I go, the past few times I've been through there since that moment, I'm like, God, I was such a pussy. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. That what? was not an oh shit moment at all. Dude. That's what I was gonna say. So what's the perspective on that now? As you're. <laughs> they're, they're, the perspective on that oh shit moment back then, which was like, yeah, I was kind of off camera and I was on some rocks. Is mm -hmm. like, that's that's light work. Yeah, like there was Just no put the bucket down and go. Uh, yeah, I've so what I happened, can pull myself out of something that's ten times worse than that yeah. now. So your experience got better. I say that because like that's literally it was a couple. We did climbing trail and then we went on to something else and. I forget where it was. What was it on? Um, 76. Yeah. Right after the first shoot down, yep. you had that left. Yep. And then kind of a, like a long sweeping right with some rock gardens. And there's a stump in the middle of it. And I got on that stump, slipped off of it. Mm -hmm. And I was like tilted sideways. And I was just sitting there blaring the horn. Guys, I need fucking help. I'm about to die over here. Ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, baby, we like when we finally. And then Dusty came up and he was like, Yo, what the fuck? Well, no, so <laughs> like, don't be honking the horn like that unless you're actually dying. Well, you were like so pissed because we couldn't hear you, and we were like, you honk the horn all the time. Like, we we're down there, like music's playing, we're like hammering in the hill, and like, no, we didn't hear it. And then we finally hear you like yelling. The, the horn on those things don't carry that well, anyways. They kind of do, but like they'll go into sound pretty easily as well. Yeah. So then, like, we heard yelling. We we're like, what the fuck? So Dusty was higher up, and then it was me. Like, we both sprinted up the hill and we come around the corner, and you're all pissed. And we're like, dude, we just sprinted like our ass full speed up this hill because we thought you're dead and you're just stuck on a stump, bro. And you're like, yo, y'all gotta respond. And we're like, <laughs> we're like, okay, that's fair. We have bad communication because we were still just like, that was the first time as a group something actually it's before happened. radios or we anything. Yeah, so yeah. we're like, that, that is fair. We're like, well, but uh, next time, let's make sure it's actually an emergency if we're gonna yell like that. <laughs> we're really like hands on our knees, like, well, hang on, I'm about to throw up. <laughs> yeah. But and it, 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 a couple of things in hindsight, A, it wasn't a sketchy situation, yeah. like really whatsoever. I could have gotten out of that. Just and I did get out of it fairly easy yeah. and like perspective. And that's like learning pains. Yeah. It, and then what was the B on that? Um, yeah. What, what were y'all going to do in that situation? <laughs> like I'm stuck on a stump. <laughs> I'm like calling for help. Like, <laughs> what could y'all have done? Like you've got this moral support. <laughs> you've got this three thousand pound machine sitting there. Like, what am I honking the horn for help for? Like, Just if I'm not fully tipped over, like what's what's even the point? <laughs> yeah. What are y'all gonna do? Just stand there and like watch me tip over? Yeah. <laughs> it, makes, my, it makes no difference. Let me pull my phone out real quick. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like a thing where we just were like, well, let's um, let's actually figure out the communication protocol for that a little bit. Yeah, because we didn't. I mean, I was like, I, I didn't like, I don't know. It's first time I'd worked behind a machine or anything like that, too, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't know what to pay attention to or anything like that. That was a whole learning process. I was like, I used to stay so far away from the machine when you're running. Now I know, like, I can watch you and 
know what you're about to do so i know when to creep up on you or not like, i i feel like i i'd be pretty good at not hitting anyone right now yeah back then as as, <laughs> as long as you're not directly behind me in a complete blind spot while i'm like hammering on some rocks yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> back then you might have had a lot more back then yeah i don't know but a couple thousand hours couple thousand hours since then later and yeah definitely uh a little bit better than back then. What are you smelling, Chance? Chance smells the ceiling, I think. I think yeah. You got popcorn ceiling, Drew? Is that yeah, he smells the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Will probably doesn't even get that. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. I Don't bet. tell him, though. What? Don't tell him. No. no just, don't tell me. It's just what that ceiling type's called. Popcorn ceiling? Yeah. That's cool. Mike will get Texture. it. Richard yeah. will get it. Old guys will get it. Yeah. <laughs> Tim will get it. He's like, ah, my son doesn't even know what popcorn ceiling is. There's a bunch of satisfying videos online of like removing popcorn ceilings. They do like things like you like wet it and then like sand it off and you mm -hmm. see it get smooth. It's, and it's gone. Like ASMR almost. It's pretty nice. I think it adds a nice texture to the right? room. Yeah. You like yeah. it? Bring it back. Bring it back. Chance went from his soda to the beer. Don't 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 want to let him cut his lip or tongue oh, on that. Yeah, okay. A little sharp. Yeah. He don't he don't sharp. know no better. He don't. He just but want the PBR. Want, it tastes like tahini. <laughs> Why is it spicy? <laughs> Why is it spicy? <laughs> oh man. So update I want because we didn't even talk about it really. Watch it, Chance. You can't mess up the whole setup. Um. Last Thursday, we ended with Terry supposed to be coming out Friday, going on an adventure with you up the mountain to get the uh, mini X or the excavator fixed. So I know obviously it's fixed. But how did the adventure go? Well, so I'll give my update and then Drew can give the real update. So I I was on at nine. I think Drew was on at nine too. So I, I didn't show up to the shop until like nine. Drew showed up early because he was trying to get his. I was trying to get in early, in early. So I was supposed to go up with them, but they showed up at like eight thirty, and I wasn't there. Oh. So Drew ended up going on the adventure. Let's hear it. Well. So how did it go? Uh. Well, I took them up. I led them with the quad. That was a. <clears throat> what do you mean by that? What were they in? Uh, they were in their work truck. Oh, okay, I got you. It's probably like a three fifty or something, but uh, they I follow they followed me up to Midway. It's like twenty two degrees. I I might have found some gloves to put on and head up there, but I was cold. I I was dressed for uh, working in the shop, like I thought, but uh, head up, get up there, and I. Left them the quad at the bottom, and then we walked up to the machine, and I was just like, well, if you need to ferry any tools, just let me know, and I can bring them up. And he was like, no, nah, I used to ride dirt bikes and stuff. I We we can handle it. So I just left them with the quad and showed them where it was at and went about my way. And then they worked on it, I guess, all day and knocked it out. So yeah. Will got to get back in the machine this week. Man, you didn't get to stay there and watch. I would have wanted. 
Let me teach I mean, I was it. cold. I didn't want to be out there. <laughs> Were they dressed appropriately or you think they froze their ass off? Uh, they had hoodies on and stuff. I'm sure they were fine. <laughs> they had hoodies on. <laughs> hoodies don't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably working, so That's they true. were sweating their yeah. ass off. It's even if you're working with something small, you're like, you're pulling that stuff, you're getting every, like trying to move it around and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. So how does it feel? Does it feel better? What do you mean? Does it feel better? Can it was you a, tell the difference. Was it like on the broken way, gear in the track? Was it on the way out? Before it broke, so now you can feel a little extra pep in the step. So, so Don't think be an asshole like that. <laughs> <laughs> think, think about a think about um think about a cog on your mountain bike wheel. Yeah. Like think about your chainring, right? Mm-hmm. So from the moment like where it's all the teeth are on it, and then one second later you ripped all the teeth off. There's not really any like no it's on its way out. Like no like. It was working one second, and then I tried to make it around the corner, and no more. So that's fair. Yeah, but also that machine is definitely overdue. Those hubs take oil. Mm. Definitely overdue for an oil change in the hubs, as well as probably some other maintenance on the machine. That's so when you get it back overdue. <laughs> if you get it back down, if we got that, that fix and replace, you'd probably shoot for trying to get the other one oiled. Yeah, least. I don't know if the other one, Terry, if they swapped the oil in the other yeah. one, but it's Terry, probably something we need to tell do. you all about that or whatever, that there's actually oil in there. No, that's uh, something I figured out on my own. When you're it's Googling like, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a oil in there. I mean, so, it's uh, gears, gears need gear to be oil. Like, you got to maintenance shit. Yeah. So. I'll tell you, I there, I ran the skid steer. We, we great, pretty good weekend overall. We had some weather, but the, the trails ran great. Yeah, I thought I ran a lot of laps on simple green, and it was an awesome shape. Yeah, and overall, I we barely closed. We didn't close double wide. Did we even close double wide at all? I I don't know. I told Josh, I like. And then we where double wide is right now, as in general, like. The only time I would change his opinion is like right after a resurface, which is about to happen, which like then when there's softer and it's not as compacted, like, yeah, I can see some, but I personally have seen more damage to our trails when it's completely dusty and dry than when it's wet and slick. The only difference between like a double wide and a simple green is jumps, right? And like Mm. high speed jumps. Yeah. Those when it because it, it does get slick. Simple green gets slick too. Mm-hmm. All the trails get slick, but you're just not going as fast and jumping in high speed corners yeah. and stuff. Which that becomes it becomes more dangerous. But as far as like trail deterioration goes, I don't see a big difference. I don't think we got enough rain. I think we got rain, but like where the way it was spread, I'm pretty positive. Double wide stayed open all weekend. And at a certain point on Sunday, we closed senior. You closed senior, uh, but not kids eat free. Yeah, someone came back and said there's like some deep ruts, or not deep, but like deep soft stuff on the flat yep. bottoms on senior. Where you're like, that's the point where it starts like taking the speed away or like going it's, through that. It's, it's a like, silt in the flat bottoms. Yeah. When yeah. that gets soaked enough and you're getting like sucked into that, then it's like, all right, that's not the best. Yeah. But that still takes a minute for it to get really bad or a lot, yeah. of, a lot of rain overall still. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. Did you people, get to ride any? I rode some, yeah. That's good. Got some lunch laps. You got a stay. bunch of laps on Simple Green. Um, Spuds was out. He rode upper squat rack to the machine. Um, and he said even pedaling, he's like, yeah, like, I pedaled it all the way up to the machine. 
like on his analog bike. He's like, it's great compared I, to what it was before too. And a lot of people went up and rode yeah. it and said that too. So give mm-hmm. us your feedback, all you analog bikers out there. I'd, <laughs> I'd love to hear the actual feedback. And next week, no, but the week after, I do want to go out and measure it and see what the actual linear distance changes. The elevation stayed the same, right? But it's the distance over that elevation that changes the average grade, which before, yeah. based off Strava, was like .375 for close to 400 feet of elevation, like a 16% or like a 16.8% average grade. Point three seven five was the distance. Point three seven five a mile. I would be willing to bet we're close to, if not over a mile. I think that feels short. Like, I know Strava is not the best tracker, I'm thinking about, but we didn't get good data on it before. I'm just thinking about how the close those switchbacks are and where the inaccurate data will come from. That yeah, like just thinking and timing and hiking it quite a few times. Like, think it's like it's not much longer than that, but I think it's above point four um it's like closer yeah. to 0.5 but it's still it's like it's not long for how much elevation you get overall um if especially like you look at the whole mountain and everything like that but um yeah the new one's definitely gonna be i mean matt's got good perspective on it right he's been here like for yeah since, but since it, we've opened the real i mean the numbers yeah like but it's really like feel. how people actually feel about it I will say on an e-bike, zoom the bottom half of it, and it's not fully blue grooved yet or anything, but you can fly up it. It's pretty nice. <laughs> it's blue grooved enough for you to be sliding the quad down around the turns. That would be frozen, not <laughs> yeah. blue grooved. <laughs> That's true. Be frozen. frozen, and then by frozen in the morning, and then by it's frozen. In the morning when I go up, and then frozen when I come back down to go get the jump box to jump the <laughs> excavator. <laughs> and then when I come back down for lunch, it's started to unfreeze, and it's frozen with super slick mud on top. So it, did you see my drift marks? Oh, yeah. They were sick. <laughs> Dude, I just about slid off in that one like, <laughs> left hand where the, where the rain wash off was really bad. Yeah. Where it kind of goes around a tree. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. where you started sliding downhill? I saw that I huge was just like I was going straight, but also sliding left towards the edge of the trail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just hoping. On the bald boy or the treddy boy? That means the side slope's good, yeah. though, right? <laughs> it's rock armored Is now. The bald boy or the treddy boy? The both of them slide. <laughs> I think that was on the bald boy, though. Yeah. Bald boy's got more uh, surface area, though, which... More traction, more surface area. That's why, like, drag slicks, you know, it's like put the they signs ain't got out. no knobbies on them. Yeah, that's just put the signs out. No knobbies. No, no knobbies. knobbies. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just only up here. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. I do give us your feedback, though. We've gotten some feedback, but, and hopefully, not this weekend, it won't be finished, but. You did finish your part all the I way did through. finish you with the excavator. finishing work, but. but yeah. finishing work wise. Um, by the end of next week, so the weekend after Christmas. Yeah, heck yeah, shall be done. Yeah, it's it, it's just crazy just to see it, like the perspective on it now, and just I spent a lot of time still even recently on the old climb trail, just hiking it with chance, like stopping at different like places and like like checking out the mountain and just exploring it with them and stuff, and then like walking up and now like just. It's such a bigger, wider, more open perspective, but it 
I mean, it feels like it belongs there overall. Like, yeah, we were walking like, up with Gunner this morning, which is the new stray that Jason adopted, and he was following the trail and he had to take poop and he knew to get off of the trail. So like, it's obvious that it's a road yeah. pathway, even for puppies. So he didn't know that he just sick. happened to do that because he shit right on top of Blair's e-bike charger this week in the shop. Oh, right. I'm man. not sure if that was him, but I don't know. Who do you think it was? No, Jason? that was him. Jason said it was warm and fresh and he was the only dog that had been there in the last eight hours. So yeah. It was a big turd for a little dog. That's what I'm saying. I mean, not to drag on poop talk, but... But yeah. He's eating my belt. That's all right. Did you say that's all right? Because you don't have to pull hangers out his asshole. (laughs) (laughs) As Will's belt is a piece of rope. Uh, So that's one thing I was... If you didn't listen to uh, Narnomi's podcast not this past one and one before that's when him and josiah came out last uh he was giving you shit for your belt yeah dude i think josh put me on it on his instagram he's like <laughs> get this man a real belt <laughs> Did anyone get you a belt tell him to get you a narnomi's belt i think i think i added it to my christmas wish list a belt on there belt uh, <laughs> i might have an actual belt next year if your mom doesn't get you a belt but it gives you cash for one i like the uh arcade belts no, I I have I have a belt, but I want just a straight leather belt because any other like any non leather belt doesn't slide through the belt loops as well. Chance is really torquing on the belt. <laughs> He's too. about to fucking take your pants off. Um, so the arcade belts are, have a little bit of stretch to them. So like when you're working and stuff like that, like leather belts are nice, but especially mm-hmm. if you're having pants that have stretch, like having a belt that has a little give to it is nice. And well, they like they have like a, basically all the new belts have infinite fit, so you can kind of Will's size them to where you need. Isn't going to be I don't stretching like that in though. I like a leather belt. Machine. I have I have multiple belts that are like the, you know, whatever you call it. Like just it's, I have belts like that, but I just like I like a leather wow. belt, and the rope is great. <laughs> the rope is great, but. He People didn't hit on the rope. But. He was giving us shit because we were talking about him as a rider, and we were saying mids to semi decent. And I don't know if Josh knows that as our joke of joking about like mids to semi decent means it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It means you're like semi decent, and we're just giving you shit. That's right. That's right. Chance really going ham right now. So, what'd you work on this week, Drew? Did you knock out any new projects? Kind of, not really. So he had a nice old turn oh, going yeah. into uh, uh, the new Down and Dusty stuff. Finished. Finish up the Down and Dusty new entrance. Yeah. Forget about that. Is it like open for the weekend or you just nope. you still, that's just partway done through with it, right? I don't make those calls. It's, it's done. The, the new entrance is done, but it won't be open until we fully redo Down and Dusty. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Not to like confuse people. It's also just probably do it at just... With the freestyle and everything, yeah. like we're gonna need some proper good weather to open that back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, finish up the Dongfeng Hour Storage Building cleanup project, not the trail. Um, Will had got started on that on his off time 
with the other broken machine. And then me and Jason finished it up on the scrap wood side. So Yeah. Big moves for Dongfeng. If you don't know what Dongfeng actually is, is the trail's named after the shipping container, which has a big if you go and you look from the uphill side, there's a there's a big sticker that says Dongfeng and there's a little dolphin. Mm. So Dongfeng, um, in Chinese, the translation is Jared's place. Yeah. Um, but that's our little shipping container, mm-hmm. which actually came from Jared's last spot, and we store all of our our goods in it. Yeah. But the outside of it got like super overgrown the last couple summers, with briars and briars and shit. Leaves we just everywhere. Have shit all over the sides of it. So we're doing yeah. a little organization, putting down some landscaping fabric to prevent weeds from growing up through and then coating it with gravel yeah which i'm soaked on Mm -hmm. we won't get to appreciate it until next year when the weeds start to grow back but (laughs) this is the best time to do when everything's kind of dead from the weather and everything it's the easiest time to do it but yeah Yeah. um it's been a good project yep and then got started raking behind will on the climbing trail again big exciting news See, all I've got uh, six or eight straights left. I can't remember. What? Yeah. That's how many you turned into from the machine? I thought it was going to be like three more. No. I got a ways to go. I did a lot this week. Six straights? Six more straights? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's six. Twelve straights total? Let's, let's count them in my head. Those guys' eyes closed. One. Two, three, seven. No, it's eight. Eight total. Eight total. Yes, yeah, so it is. One, one, one short one. <laughs> so they don't have six more. If it's eight total, they got two. No, more. no, you have eight, eight, eight more straights to rake and uh, finish. So the straights just get shorter after that. No, they get longer. I did a lot this week. You're like two thirds of the way up. Yeah. It got steeper. You just making stuff up, or did it really? No, have? that's true. That's facts. <laughs> I need to see. I one. might have miscounted in my head. It's either six or eight, but they're I saw a lot they are of longer straights. Yeah, saw a lot of benches. Yes, up it there. does get slightly and steeper up there. For there's a two short straights or three short straights at the top of it, but I did not have that number in my head. I really thought you were messing with me. No, it's, it's still a lot. Six? To, still a lot to go. I had a, I just thought you were way closer. A very than that. productive week. That's mm-hmm. good. I mean, good for you. Crushed it. Get back on that machine. It must be running better. I bet it's running faster, and you don't even recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> the machine's just better. The tracks don't have anything to do with how fast I go. <laughs> yeah, it makes those little microseconds between each section. Whenever you got to use the tracks, it's that much quicker. Do, do, do. And across really the whole the week, dirt. that's probably like seven and a half hours. The dirt this week was great. Like there was a yeah, little bit fair. of that like rocky stuff. Which we need a geologist. Geologist, a rock scientist, a rock scientist, mm-hmm. someone who knows a doctor rocks. of rock science. Yeah. <laughs> Someone that knows rocks hit us up and like, I need to know what this type of rock is. It's frustrating to work with, but there was a lot of actual good dirt in there this week, which definitely makes it move. We're talking about like rock we find in the ground, not rock and roll. With like crack, crack. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. But. So, yeah. Yeah, y'all finish it next week. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll get a lot of rain, which will be good. 
because there's no way I want to water that. For I've been letting him do it, Blair. Tangled up. Hang on, where does bottle go? I know you have, but he just needs to stop. Yeah, chance. It's time to move along. But yeah, not a whole lot, but still progress. Yeah. It's kind of end of year, you know, it's hard. We got the holidays coming up, run shuttles all next week and everything like that around the holidays. So it's like, it's hard to jump into like a full thing. Like let's, we talk like, let's start double wide resurface and stuff, right? You got to finish a climbing trail. Holiday season. Get through all of that and kind of start that later. So it's just yeah. little projects and catching up on things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that's necessary. It's, it just takes time and you got to sit down and like commit some time to it. And it's not like super high priority stuff, but. Mm-hmm. They just have to find stuff to do while Will breaks the machine and makes the whole operations be down for a week. Yeah, that one was completely not on. And that. still <laughs> didn't even pick up a hand tool once. What are you talking about? When I did the one side of Dongfang, I used the broom to. Screw <laughs> <up> the <laughs> I did. That's facts. That's facts. Oh God. <laughs> no, I did. Man. That's crazy. I. I, I'll pick up a I'm hand tool kidding. every now and then. <laughs> I just kidding. I mean, shit. it has probably been like a dozen times or less this year. But yeah, that just when you do, you make it count. That's good for getting me. Getting that machine time. Yeah. You make it count. It's just, I'm like so efficient on the hand tools. I don't really need to be on them for, for that long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so fast. Yeah. That's fair. Fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because. I was on the machine working on the side of Dongfang and the little bobcat, yeah, which is like annoying to work with. But towards the end of <laughs> it, I was frustrating. like, I was like, I'm just gonna finish this by hand. I'm a better shovel operator. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain little things it is easier to do with the shovel than a bobcat. I feel like, yeah, like, it's just you, yeah. aggressive. <laughs> the bobcat. I was trying to be semi. But it's recognizing. It's like getting to the point where you can. Take the extra time when you know you can do it faster one way, but doing it the hard way, which will benefit you in the long time, yes. skill wise, is like, yeah, I could rake this whole thing out in an hour, and it's going to take me three hours to do it in the Bobcat. Like, do the three hours in Bobcat. Yeah. That's true, but I feel like it's just like that finish thing, the project. That thing's frustrating though. Yeah, Dude, I was trying to like. Last week we talked about Wilson. He's like, "What do you want to work on?" I was like, "I'd love to throw some of the crusher finds." um on the like the trail shuttle trail after the roller mm-hmm. um he's like yeah that's actually good because we talked about it, it was so sloppy over there and everything i was trying to like work that gravel and be easy with the machine and stuff i'm like okay like getting to the point will with that and it's like uphill slippery not the best and you're working with the bobcat which is jerky yeah like when you're trying to learn it not the best like finest controls or anything like that mm-hmm. like very will and i are talking about very mechanical feeling yeah um so like I was just like messing stuff up and I was like, all right, show me how you would do it. And I just watched him finish it. And he's just like fast and he just like would mess stuff up, but like just know how to go back and fix it really fast. And it's just like mm-hmm. Bobcat and then my skid steer time, which we can talk about this week, the skid steer time to like, some freaking speed with that thing helps. Like the Bobcat too, like some speed with the Bobcat takes some of the jerkiness of it out. Yep. Yeah. Like it just, like it's the jerkiness comes from stop, go. But if you just run it to and then like 
run it and then stop like yep. and then get right back into it like it just it makes it smoother even though it seems like it's jerkier because it's faster but it's like that it's weird it's a weird thing it's not it's not really it makes but sense right the, it's, it's, so if you think about an up down movement being yeah. jerky if you play a front to back movement like a forwards to backwards movement while you have an up down pressure on the ground if that up down pressure is jerky the faster you're moving the less impactful that jerky movement is on the ground. It's, I was going to say, it's really not that weird because if you think about it, similar things like suspension and the principles around like suspension yep. and like sometimes riding a rock garden at faster is smoother. Yep. It's same thing as like certain speed bumps. They're smoother if you hit at a certain speed. Yep. Um, stuff like that. Like there is, yeah, it's some basic principles around where like, it does make sense, but just counterintuitive when you're trying to learn the machine and be like easy and stuff like that. And you want to just learn it where really it just mm -hmm. wants to be ran. But Bobcats, it is a little frustrating sometimes. Yeah. That Bobcat is, is hard. It's good. It's hard for what it is, but it, it's just like, there's some points where you're like, dang it. It's a great tool and it mm -hmm. fits a, a awesome purpose. And it, when you need it, you actually do need it, but it is like, very very finicky we also like, we've talked about it yeah. like how you could make those controls easier i think like the way those controls feel i feel like if you had the two joysticks extended another six inches mm -hmm. it would make the controls like with a little bit more leverage on those controls you yeah. can get a little bit more fine tuning that's where purely it feels just... like hard to move them and they're like yeah so close to the point of actuation that's just purely mechanical leverage at that point right making them longer changes that mechanical yeah. leverage on them and everything it, think about like an xbox controller right like people put the the scuff gaming like extend the things on it to give you that finer point mm -hmm. on a joystick it's the same principle as that mm -hmm. it's like adding a little bit of height to make like something we could actually play around with and yeah you could duct tape some stuff on there yeah see if it actually changes it it is um it's good it, i was also saying like that bobcat it's good for a good tool for certain things that we need to do but we also like we don't even use it to its full potential in terms of what it does when you see like landscaping companies and how they use yeah. it like they'll change out the bucket and they'll carry like a big old massive tree right they'll put cardboard down in someone's backyard and they'll use it to carry like a big old tree in well i mean our purposes are different yeah but like you it's the same thing as our big skid steer, like, and it's excavators too, but there's a lot more attachments than just a bucket. Yep. I was going to say ditch witch, like for the bobcat, there's like the ditching attachment. When, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob. Did he rent put, one? He put a, um, mm -hmm. no, Jacob used our bobcat with a trencher attachment on it. Yeah, he rented the, the trencher attachment. The water right? line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like there's things like that. People use them for there's like backyard landscaping projects stuff. There's a lot, yeah. a lot of additional attachments that give it a lot of ability. And we do have a lot of good attachments that we use all of mm -hmm. them for our big skid steer. Dude, the forks, grapple, brush cutter, auger, bucket, auger for the excavator, bucket and flat bucket. The auger changed the game for the excavator. Being able to do that instead of auger on the excavator is better than the skid steer for sure. But just doing that instead of having to basically. Uh, fence post dig mm -hmm. and yeah. those holes for like, a lot of holes and with our dirt types it definitely makes a big difference yeah to pull those rocks right up and stuff yeah the auger was great for building those bridges like i still think we could use a bigger yeah. paddle 
on the auger, like a bigger bit. For sure. It definitely make things easier because for the six by sixes. I'm I'm very bad at lining up <laughs> with the string line. <laughs> yeah. There's so many times where you think you nailed it and then you're down there and like you, shoveling. You're just a couple going. inches off and then like the auger's not gonna do anything. And then you gotta get in there with the spud bar, the yeah. bar. Rock bar. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So many trail name trail tool names. Trail tool names. Yeah. So I was on on Monday, Tuesday, and I finally got uh, two straight days, tw- I'd say like 16 hours of uh, skid steer time. Yeah, baby. Just laying some gravel and everything like that. So what you, what'd you think of my final product after two days? I know I didn't finish. Um, it would have been nice to finish, but I also was getting lost in the sauce at a certain point. It would have been nice to come back a third day after being able to like step away from it and have like another half it day is, or something. It but. is nice to like go home at night and like think about what you've done and like it helped learn going. learn from that when you're not running it. Yeah, it helped right? going from like the first day to the second day. Yeah. Second day improved a lot. But um but I was I definitely like when I stopped at the end of the day, Tuesday, it was time for me to stop. Like it was getting dark. And like I was getting closer and like I was like trying to pay attention to everything, but it almost went down the uh, like simple green entrance like twice when I was like working that area. Like not really almost went down it, but I was like, oh, it's right fucking there. So I was like, that's probably time to just like call it like, yeah. but it's just like getting to the point where I don't have as much hours overall. So you do start recognizing like sloppiness and stuff like that. Yeah. I think like from where it is right now, which Josh finished it up to where you were, you were roughly 90 percent of the way there um i felt like i was really close and time doesn't matter right like that's like the point of getting your early hours is like just it's just time that's Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how long whatever it takes it's time on the sticks however long it takes you to do a certain task like it is just time yeah i do think though process wise like Josh had you lay out the piles so he could work with you on spreading it. And that's good. I do think like working on like the process of things though is important. Like as you bring that gravel up to code an area, like you're never going to be just making piles and then coming back to it. Once you have your piles made and then spreading, it. Yeah. Like, spreading it as you go, working on it as you go. That would be my like only thing. Mm-hmm. If I was like, have you do that again? I would just be like, all right, now do it how you're actually going to do it. Yeah. Um, and it, it might take you longer. It might take you less time. That, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like doing the process as it should be done. Yeah. Um, and then it's just the, the finishing, which finishing takes the most finesse. Yeah. Um, I got some areas up at the front finished really well. Yep. Um, and then I like I had some areas at the back finished really well because there was like a section I knew there was a bump. I knew there was rocks there. I knew I needed to cover like a dip with some rocks and smooth it all out. And I thought I had it pretty good. And then I was running the skid steer up to do something farther along and had it like float mode at its like normal, like just auto float height. And like, um, that bump was enough. It was like, and jammed to like the bottom corner of the bucket into the edge of that next hill. And I was like, slammed it good, like pushed that dirt and like, uh, like went through and everything. I was like, all right, I have to fix that on the next pass. I went and grabbed a bucket, just like relayed it, pulled it, smoothed it, relayed it, backdragged it. Yep. And it was like, looked fucking good. Cause it was like an area I'd already had a good base in. And then I put like a nice fresh, like semi wet, like moistish 
set from the bottom and like smoothed it out really nice. And I drove back over the next time and that was like, that was the best feeling. Cause I was like part, like three quarters of the way through day two. And I was like, I need to fix this area. And I fixed it. Like what felt to me like perfectly. And like, cause the next time I drove over, it's just like, and it was like really smooth. And I was like, all right, that feels good. Knowing that I could still like grab a section and like with a decent base, like fix it really fast. But, um, I definitely, it was like, it's interesting. I don't think a road's easier, but it is hard. We talk about like with how wide it is up there. It's like, it's just so easy to focus on an area and just keep trying to work it and work it and work it and lose the side of like the big picture that you have to like. So for us, as far as like road work goes, I think the top scenario, how it played out was probably the hardest finishing that we have because the way you did it piles turning on the three rock you start with an uneven three rock base very uneven very rough in, on the shuttle but truck. uneven very and rough as on the you shuttle. drive over it in the skid steer it may sound counterintuitive but as you drive in the three rock whatever state it is with a tracked machine it chews it up and then when you turn on it, it chews it up even more so every time you're taking that gravel up there dropping it in this big pile and turning around you're making your job finishing wise harder and harder and harder and harder and harder so when you got to do your final mm-hmm. when you started to move that gravel and actually spread it it's way harder than it would be to start and then compared to the rest of the road where it's a dirt base with just crush and run yeah that becomes a lot more easy to manage than mixing in big rock with your fine finish rock and you know that's barely a it's slightly a dirt base with crush run but it also is some three rock with crush and run put on it because i did a while ago when we had some crush and run i did that entrance area it was actually three rock almost all the way back when we first widened and redid all that what's but entrance it, area like when they go up the second punch and it goes from asphalt to um gravel basically dirtish gravel that all had thir- three rock we had some um crush and run that i put up there at another point in time that was like the first time i ran a skid steer for like two hours three hours second punch end of second punch like the entrance to midway yeah the entrance to the shuttle drop off like you're going right by double wide by pre-roll and, and, everything. and everything oh yeah that the whole top was three rock and that but that area had crush and run on it already that's what you yeah, yeah i put crush and run up yeah, there both, and we yeah. have some extra yeah so that but the rest there. of the road the only section that's like that that's three rock with crush and run on top is the red clay part that You're one right. section yeah, that's that the area. whole rest of the road is dirt and rock although it, it might not be the best dirt and rock yeah, but, but no three rock or but there's no three rock which that three rock like it doesn't mix in with the dirt i was it like stays on top when i was turning i knew turning on was damaging i thought like that three rock felt so packed in but the three rocks only super packed in in the main tire treads that the trucks constantly drive in the middle and even then you turn it up like if you have a super hard pack crush and run and you do a just a straight 180 on it and a skid steer it doesn't chew up that much. Yeah. But the three rock, like the it just, three rock, it just, it made a massive pile. Like the first time I did, and I wasn't even doing like a straight 180. It made like a massive pile. What yeah. I started doing is like when I was, went to finishing, basically the way I made it easier on myself is before I started pulling those piles and smoothing it and everything like that. Um, what I did is I went and just basically like, um, flat, like bucket scraped all those bigger piles out and put them off to the side. Yep. 
because you can't push it down into the rock really right you can't go back bucket drag that into the hard rock no. there's like nothing you can do and it's pulled up already so i just like <coughs> scraped whatever was like floated up high like above the main ground level just like pulled it on dumped it off on the side because it's like this with with the three rock like you get it to a point of like semi-smooth and then a skid steer's not going to pack it yeah. down anymore it's, and it's different when you have like tires. a full truckload of three rock because then you can kind of still lay it and work it a little bit right but when you're trying to place like a little bit but when you're trying to place a quarter of a bucket on top of some hard dirt and one little patchy area like you're not doing anything with that three rock like yeah. you're just taking up a bunch of space and making the crusher fine just fall into a bunch of holes and then never actually get to the level where you can finish it but, but it's not three rock is not meant to be a finishing yeah, rock by any means it's mm -hmm. a it's a filler rock its job is to interlock and to provide a large surface area for pressure to it's, spread out over the ground that the base level that three rock because that dirt up there was soft when it got cut and everything that three lock, does its job well when we put that three rock on that soft dirt it interlocked like crazy but. yeah but needless to say i spent two days when will's opinion on his matter which we were just generically talking about i asked will i know time doesn't matter but i was just getting perspective on it. i was like well, how long could you have done that will like how long would it have taken you will's like i don't know maybe like 30 40 minutes <laughs> but that's thousands of hours we know i know like i can understand the perspective of yeah it. i mean this kid's here i don't have thousands of hours but i maybe just, have a couple hundred but like it's just machine hours but so it is it's that was also if it's all hours all the, and like learning yeah if that was also if all the rock was up there too to be it, fair like i could have done it as fast as the rock was yeah. dropped off because there's, there's it was still taking a half a day because that's how long it takes to, to get do. up and down the hill yeah. and everything but yeah but it's just but uh, it, it, that's like to my point and when I was learning, and I've said it to you guys, I said it to Blair, I don't know if I said it to Drew, but when I was learning to run machines, it was on my own time. Like I would walk the machines from some place on air supply down to where the last jump on Kids Feet Free, which was at one point the original pit bike track, every night, and I would run the excavator for a couple hours and then walk it all the way back up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just time. Mm -hmm. it, it's all it is. And it, we're at a great point now where we can provide that time on the clock and you're still being productive. Yep. You were still doing something that needed to be done no matter what. Yeah. So all that to say. And we you got it to a 90% mm -hmm. point where, you know, Josh can go up there and finish it in 15 minutes and yeah. it's good. Yeah. Perfect. And there's still some rock left where you yeah. use that to fix any quick things real fast and stuff. Mm -hmm. But all that to say is it's not a massive change. I spend two days on nothing that you'll barely notice, but our goal was to lay no, it. You'll notice you when you drive the truck. And can like, you tell? I don't, I you haven't, can tell. Okay. But the goal was. I mean, is, I didn't ride in the truck today. But yeah. We'll see. I guess we'll see. Visually, it's a huge difference. So we, we just laid out a bunch of smooth, nice gravel on the shuttle drop, trying to pick up. We know that was like one of the roughest areas you're trying to get chopped off and you're just bouncing down that last little straight waiting for the truck to stop rough on the back of the truck. It's rough on the trailer. too. It's the so. slowest part of the road. <laughs> it's like you're right there at the very end. Right. And, and you then have you're to just creep like two miles an hour. Just bong, yep. bong, bong. Trailers bouncing all over the place and everything like that. So yeah. we just basically smoothed all of that out, made it a lot nicer just yeah. trying to make it smoother for the trucks and the riders and everything. So. I, I felt good. It looked, just even looking at pictures, just when I finished, I was like, it just does look nicer and better finished. Yeah. The other one was great for what it was when we widened it. That was just such an experience, right? Going from the original shuttle drop 
to that massive wide shuttle drop. I can't even picture the People original don't shuttle even know, drop. Right? It's so my, easy to forget. Like we need to go pull up some pictures. Let's post that tomorrow. We should go find pictures of the old shuttle drop because it is so easy to forget how small the old shuttle drop was. Mm-hmm. When it was the original shuttle drop, if you were on the driver's side of the truck, you were standing on the back slope yeah. of the hill trying to get your bike off or like yeah. standing out of the way. Like it was tight. It's just so like just that little thing, how much the shuttle drops progress. But this is, I guess, V two point five. Let's call it right, because we didn't widen it or anything like that. We just resmoothed it and stuff. But. Well, it was getting to. I'd call it a, a V two point oh one. That's fair. Yeah, like just a quite quick research. Finally finished what V two was meant to be. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't yeah. know what V three looks like. Oh man, a deck. Whew, sheesh, deck. A deck. Hell yeah. Definitely a deck up there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it was a much needed. And we yeah. also got gravel on the rest of the road, yeah. which was much needed. We had plenty of that. And the down road, which the down road, is one of yeah. those things customers almost never experience. I was on lunch laps. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. They do like random mechanicals or injuries. They, people will come down that road sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but, or find themselves riding it for whatever reason. We've talked about it before. It's one of the ones that cracks me up the most is at the very beginning. And someone goes, like, 1776 down that way? You're like, yeah, down that way. And they go pedaling off and just yeet down the shuttle road. <laughs> and you're like, not that way. Oh, but like, man. You can't do anything about it at that point, right? They're so far gone. Like, if you go down that road, by the time they're hollering at them, they're, like, down that hill. They're gone. <laughs> they're gone. But you're like not uh okay there's like an access road right there i'm pointing at and you just like you right past the sign that say no bikes on the shuttle road and jump down this gravel road okay (laughs) (laughs) ripping it though but it is one of those things again customers barely ever experienced the down road um but i was to your point at the shuttle drop and someone was it was wet this week and he goes dude that shuttle down road he's like i had to ride down i got a flat i rode down it yesterday in the rain with uh, the driver goes like that thing's freaking gnarly. They do that like constantly. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> ask uh, if you're out. Ask Zach Mays about that down road. He's got some stories to tell. Well, that's funny. Is the perspective on it <laughs> as it changes because Zach did struggle with it like the first time. It got really sloppy. Uh, when, and we put gravel on it since then. But there's one section in particular that's like pure yellow clay. Yeah. And it gets slick and loose mm-hmm. and soft. Yep. All the all the things you don't want out of a road. Well, so yeah. Zach's perspective on it, because <clears throat> Pierce is like, it was his first time driving it when it was like really, really saturated. He's like, it's slick. I was like, is it? Like, is it bad? He goes, it's it's slick. I was like, all right, like, how bad? And he goes, well, I don't know, he's just sliding and stuff. But it's all right. I was like, all right. So Zach goes and takes his lunch and everything like that. And, goes, and I talked to him. I was like, lunchtime, I was like, how was that lab? Like, was it slick? Pierce said it was really slick. He goes, that's, that's just relative. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I used to think things were really slick. He's like, but it's just perspective. He goes, the road's way better than it has been, like, in the past. So it's pretty good, Blair. I'm Zach, like, because he's going, like, sliding down Zach's the mountain. Zach's going, like, fully uncontrollable slide <laughs> yeah. down a terrible section of yeah. the road when it was, like, at its peak worseness. Yeah. Like, so he's like perspective. He's, he's seen the worst yeah. of it. Yeah. So he's like, ah, it was pretty good. I was like, cool. All right. That's good. And it's just knowing when and where to break. Like that's the thing too that yeah. you learn. Like, and then knowing not to yank the wheel to the side once you break or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, he did go down the road at like his worst time. Did he drive it the best? Hey. No, 
that, but it was really, really bad. But like at its worst, like in the midst of me trying to put gravel on it. Yeah. 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 And that was because I was trying to put gravel on it. That was one of my scariest kid steer things, which is what we're working on. But yep. that was what we was like, all right, we need to go fix the gravel road. Go do it real quick, Blair. I'll come out and monitor you. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> while the shuttle's running, while the road's in like this shittiest thing and Zach's trying to put Terrible the truck. Terrible Trying to put the truck in the ditch. He's like, go fix it real quick, Blair. And so I ran like, I ran the gravel up there, ran like the first pass and like, perspective again but it's because you don't know the machine like i'm trying to dump the gravel with the bucket up driving backwards down the road and i feel like i'm about to tip that motherfucker backwards and roll it because it's, it's a steep it's, part it's of the what road we started the episode with <laughs> i've tipped that thing i've gotten to the point of like apex of i'm about to flip on that thing and like, so i don't know what that feels like so yeah. that felt like while i'm trying to like go up this slick hill trying to backdrop gravel you know, you know what you do when it feels sketchy in the skid steer like you're gonna flip backwards just fucking gun it no, no, no. Got <laughs> it in reverse you, and go with it. You, you're sitting here, you know, you're running, you're sitting like normal position. You just lean forwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. You keep going, you lean forwards, and you keep fucking going because Palma ain't raised no bitch. <laughs> I do that. Oh, man. Not that it I still do that. Does it? I just, I just lean forwards and fucking pray. Is it for weight balance or is it so you're ready to no, jump out the it, front? No, you're just keeping that, you're keeping that head level. You you know, <laughs> don't want all the blood to rush to the head while you're going up the hill. But yeah, so I did. I did back. one cast at that. And I was like, "Well, I'll, I'll watch you. I'll watch you do it." <laughs> yeah, that was maybe not the best place to throw you no. in the skid steer. <laughs> no, no. But um, but yeah. So having gravel on the down road, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really nice for us and the trucks. No, and no one ever sees it. No, no customer will ever see it. But it is a it's it a makes much needed improvement. It makes the weekend like that much better. Yeah. Like for the shuttle drivers, for everyone, for the trucks. And the uproad got got some too. gravel too. Yeah, yeah. It was so. needed everywhere. Yeah, we got five old truckloads. Miss Daisy, I think was that what the side of her truck said? I didn't see it. It was one know, of those fancy trucks. It was nice. Dude, she put a freaking rut in that lip. Oh, on double wide? Yeah. Did y'all fix it? I need to fix it. Josh fixed okay. it, yeah. <laughs> I, I said. <laughs> the, so like you, that was her first time you there. You do the whoops on double wide. You take that right, you cross the road, and there's like a little jump with like a rock on the left. God, she took and about she, she took out about half of that lip. She like... She put her drove home. from the bottom side, like front wheel up the side and then over into the middle of the lip. And it's just fat rut. Yeah, I know. I watched it. Blair was like, oh, I wasn't that bad. Like I told her we'll fix it and everything. I went and looked at it. I was like, oh. When it was wet, it wasn't that bad. I should have grabbed a shovel and fixed it then when it was wet because no, it would have been fine. really easy. Josh fixed it with the skid steer. Okay. It was fine. But, um, but it, I mean, it was she bad. Put a rut in that lip. <laughs> so it was her first time there, right? And that's not the easiest spot to turn around. What happened was. Yeah. I stopped at the whoops, and so she came around the corner, like, with speed, like, thinking to keep going, and then, like, saw me and stopped. And I told her, I was like, you can back up and reset if you want. I was like, if that you don't want to do that, it's tight in there. It's the first time with a big dump truck out there. Like, there's not a lot of amazing options. I was like, do that's you... That's, like, the only place to turn around. And that's around. the only From place to turn around. there to the around. bottom to yeah. the top. So I was like, so you can pull up this way if you don't want to back up and restart this turn or anything like that. And so she got a little closer and then backed up and then, like... When she was done, I was like, you know what to do next time. I was like, I kind of probably caught you off guard. And she's like, yeah, yeah. 
so they did next time she actually like, came in better and like did the loop better and stuff yeah. like that but it was like a communication issue partly i probably stopped her at the wrong point and then she didn't know where she was getting into but yeah. this is the easiest way out here's one of those things where you're like yeah I'm impressed with those dumb trucks with like, I mean, they can put them into some pretty sketch situations. Mm -hmm. like obviously there's eight wheels in the back, but um, like they'll pull out, they go. True enough, I've seen some, I, I, think, <laughs> I think, I think my favorite dumb oh. truck drivers were from the job we did. Yeah. In Alpharetta. And Roswell. 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 Yeah. Yeah. What was so good about them? All types. We had all, what, we like had six a, drivers. I think yeah, like six that, six different drivers. All on one unique. Day. All unique. But the main driver on that on that day was probably the most coherent, <laughs> except for Shane. I do love Shane. Shane's a good dump truck driver. I've never experienced mono actually. Why do you think mono's going to be coherent? <laughs> I know mono, and I have also met a lot of dump truck drivers, and. Yeah, he might actually be good. Yeah, but he's probably top end. Yeah, I think over the two days of me and Drew interacting with dump truck drivers, it was probably like ten or twelve total that we saw in those two days. Probably, probably, probably more. The was, one guy that no. we saved in the front of the neighborhood. Yeah, that was the best. So this dude, <laughs> it, we're filling in this dude's front yard with dirt, right and. We see this one of the dump truck drivers. He pulls in, backs up, dumps the dirt where he's supposed to, and then starts pulling out. Mm -hmm. And dump trucks have a swing tailgate. Yeah. In two directions. So it'll flap like a mud flap will, or it'll swing out like a door. Yeah. Right. This guy had both directions activated at once <laughs> <laughs> really yeah we see we see him pulling out and it's like it's swinging open like a door and we're like huh that's not supposed to happen uh-huh but come to find out it was like hinged so like he couldn't tell and he was just driving with his door open through this neighborhood. Luckily, he didn't take out any mailboxes or anything. <laughs> but he drove to the front, walked all the way back to us to get our help. He's like, can you Probably bring like your a machine? A half mile through a like this yeah. nice suburban neighborhood. Just yeah. like walking back through. He's like, y'all think you can help me? It's like, so we drove a skid steer through this, like a half mile through this nice suburban neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Drew and this dump truck driver in the front of it, just like <laughs> hanging on. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. What did y'all do when y'all got up there? What did y'all have to do to help? We had them? to lift the door up. Yeah. We had to lift the door up because it, like, the hinge had broken or like bent or something. So we had to, like, pick the door up with the skid steer bucket and, like, push it back in. Mm hmm. Nice. It was great. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna call my boss. I'm probably done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> probably done for the day." But we have seen there was a probably the worst dump truck driver. We told him to go put um, this load of gravel up where the mulch is now. Mm -hmm. So he went up and he backed up to where that road goes out of the parking lot, like right where that road kind of goes up the little hill, mm -hmm. right next to it, and dumped it in the ditch. And the, and the little drainage ditch just right in the ditch just dumped it in the ditch perfect full like, load of gravel like 
What? What are you doing? <laughs> you, need a skip, you just you need, wasted so much money. You need an excavator to get that out now. Yeah, how to get the excavator to get that out? Yeah, yeah, bastard. We yeah, we've seen a seen a fair few of uh, dump truck drivers. The real I random. Some better than others. Real so I randomly. Yeah, the girl you girl you had this week was probably pretty she's good. overall pretty good. She had a nice. I was saying she had a nice truck, right? She's one of those like a clean white truck. You can see it's like custom painted. She had like her name on the side door and yeah. stuff. There's those truckers that really take pride in their trucks. Yeah, like they are assets. Like in like. It's like I was talking to Manu about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I like bought my own truck. Like, you make a lot more money when you own your own your own equipment. Mm-hmm. The same thing as like owning your own skid steer or excavator or something like that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. there it's a point as long as the volume's there. It's it's hard at times, yeah, for sure, because you have to provide your own work and everything. But as long as the volume's there, yeah. It's like, if you have someone you're working for still, and you can still own your own equipment, like. Mm-hmm. You still got to do all the maintenance shit yourself now, but. But sometimes that's good. Yeah. Make a lot more money. Shane's a good driver. Shane is a good driver. Shane's a very good driver. You watch his, watch his Facebook. He's the best layer around, man. Yeah. He hit them single double chains and lay it down smooth. <sighs> Careful I, where you uh, get his topsoil from, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hit you up tomorrow. I bet he listens. He's like, Drew, he you don't listen. You're not happy with the topsoil I dropped off? You're not happy with the, the You're not tailings? The, the Lake Alatoona silt Tail, Silt tailings <laughs> Like bruh <laughs> Bruh I'll take that silt throw I'm some, sure you will Throw Mr. some lime Rutrack. in there make, make it work some magic Some lime I don't know Isn't yeah. that what we distribute out When we put seed down Mm-hmm. Now Yeah Helps with growing in the clay Does it it's It just, does It, it does yeah. yeah It's sick Lime is the trick Get him. Get him. Drop it. You can karate chop him? Drop it. Hey. You You're going to have to get him a belt I look, for Christmas. I, like, I, I hold the palm up to slap him, and he looks at me, and he's like, dude, you're going to do it. And he's then he like, like, kind of growls. He'll, he'll fight you. Right in the nose. Get your bottle. He is already, he's been hitting the bottle all night. He's all jacked up Mountain Dew. Top it. I'll put him we up real the, quick. Uh, is that all of our weekend updates? We got the Mountain Explosion Citrus Soda Pup with a little soda dog pup. on it. It's a uh, Mountain Dew. Well, now he's Knock ready off for bottle. it. Knock off. I don't think I've ever seen a Mountain Dew in a glass can. It's like shaped like a, a glass bottle. Dude, if I could get Mountain Dew in a glass can, I would. Um, Ale 8. First time, I think it was Ailey. Ah, oh, that's so loud. Yeah. It was first time I had it was in Kentucky, Red River Ailey. Forge. Yeah. It's like a Kentucky-specific one, I think. Um, but it's like similar to Mountain Dew. It's all yeet it with some sugar, and it's in glass bottle. Mm-hmm. But it tastes very similar to Mountain Dew. It's good. Glass I bottle. I don't like Mountain Dew. No? no not even a, any of the flavors either? Not any of the flavors. Baja the is the only Don't way. like the Baja. Don't like the Code Red. Don't uh, like the regular. Regular's okay. I like the flavors. I'm a flavors guy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like regular, like Mountain Dew's okay, but like I want to try. And it's not even flavors. Like, but I, you're a flavors guy. I'm a flavors guy too. You mine, know the soda I like the most. What? 
the Dr. one with Pepper. The, with the most flavors, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> well, if you're going to say that, different flavors then it, well, then you're just going to have to be cherry vanilla, Dr. Pepper, because you add an extra two flavors in there when you have the cherry and the vanilla added in. That's true. That's, so, that's why. 25 the, flavors, um, baby. What's the, the Coca-Cola machine called that does all the different. Freestyle. Ones? The freestyle machine, because you can add the vanilla or the cherry, or whatever, to any They're soda. always out of vanilla, because I'm always trying to get a high C orange vanilla. Sheesh. That hits. It's like an orange sickle. <laughs> that hits. <laughs> it's like an orange sickle in a cup. It's so delicious, but they never restocked the vanilla in those things. There's such bitches with it now. Yeah. Um. But no, I'm not like it's not even flavors. It's new flavors. Like <laughs> <laughs> they get me so good, right? Like it's like it's not like there's like uh like Baja Blast is really good, but it's not even like it's the high voltage ones my favorite or something like that when it comes to like the flavor. It's just like if they drop a new Mountain Dew flavor, like it could, it could sound completely terrible. I'm like, ah, I gotta try it though. Gotta try it. Yeah, same thing, man. Gotta like, do it at least once. Like, that's what gets me is like there's there's a new oh. limited edition flavor. What, like the, it could be the exact same flavor they're dropping in the blue high voltage one, but they're just calling it a limited edition. I'm like, I gotta try it. Have <laughs> you had the have you had the gold uh monster energy zero yeah, sugar? It's pretty good. It is a pineapple Ooh, yeah, hair bow. Pineapple hair bow is what that tastes like. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Super sweet. It's crazy. The zero sugar ones are way more sweet than the regular ones. Mm-hmm. Magic. How do they do it? There's there's a whole story on the back of there's each. There's no can. sugar in it. It's actually not actually sweet. There's a there normally <laughs> each, each of the monster stories have a good story on the back that explains where all the flavor comes from. Yeah, never sugar based. Have you never. seen the it's like mystical creatures? The, Karen, and, the Karens trying to prove that monsters uh, satanic. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> like the monster claw mark uh-huh, is yeah. a six in Hebrew or something. Yep. Six six six. That's crazy. That's it. it. That is crazy. I'm all about it. So (laughs) I I think I've been on a. a, a, It's maybe I don't know how controversy is, but I've been on a Shane Gillis kick like the past two weeks. God, I love Shane Gillis. And so the (laughs) most recent one was when he like comes out and he said he like basically like accidentally says that his sister or his girlfriend's sister is a flat earther. And he's like, oh, it's already out there. You can't get that one back. <laughs> <laughs> and then so they start talking about it. And then, like, the, they're trying to talk it, talk about flat earth and everything like that. And he's like, well, they're like, well, if you're going to, like, sail from America to China, you can't do that if the earth's flat or whatever. He goes, yeah, yeah, you can't do Like, you just take the Panama Canal. Like, no, but they're talking about, like, you went, like, that way and stuff. He goes, but why would you go that way? You just go through the Panama Canal. Y'all are fucking stupid. Like, that doesn't fix flat earth. And they're like, <laughs> he's like, so you're just saying, like, if you wanted to possibly take the longest possible fucking way there on flat earth, like, maybe you couldn't go there. Like, why does that even fucking matter? Just go through the Panama Canal. <laughs> and they're like, you don't get it. He's like, oh, y'all are fucking stupid. <laughs> Shane's pretty funny. It was just dumb. He has some bangers. Yeah. There's a good, it was this week's episode of Kill Tony. They had the dads on. Yeah. Uh, they called um, Hans Kim's dad to start uh. the episode off. Pretty funny. And then they called Cam Patterson's dad and had him do a, a spelling bee. And they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they give him a word and he's like, oh, that's too easy, man. Give me another one. 
<laughs> he wouldn't spell it. They gave him dog, and he was like, "That's too easy." They gave him another one. Like, <laughs> That's too easy. D A W G. Dog. And then the next dog. Dog. Got Drew. Dog. Pass. Dog. The next, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dog. the next, I think three. He said, <laughs> "Pass." They never actually got his dad to spell a word. It's pretty funny. I need a, I, I've been seeing a lot more probably because you talk about it like clips and reels of Kill Tony and it's been showing up on like my Listen YouTube feed. It. it makes my feed. week every week. Oh, it's so good. Some I, of it. Mansman, if you're listening to this, I'm still waiting for the day you get on Kill Tony. Is he trying? He's got five minutes written. For really? Yeah. yeah, but all he needs is a minute. But five separate minutes. He's got to decide on one. But Chance looks so fucking sad right now. Because you're not playing with him. And then you're going to give him attention. He's going to give an extra little sigh. I know. <laughs> but uh, Reavy Wonder's been on Kill Tony. I watched we've, his minute. We've talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, not on the podcast. No, we've talked about that at the fire that night. It was what we were Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you watch his minute? You sent it to I me. did. He, it it's good? on his Instagram. Is it? His minute's actually terrible. <laughs> his interview's pretty good. It, it So that is a randomly hard format. It's like one minute oh, to shine. Oh, it's absolutely right? terrible. It's a humongous audience in person, as well as literally millions of people that are going to listen to it. And like, the pressure's on. Reeve does stand-up comedy. Yeah. Like, but a lot of times he's a good comedian. Five, ten, fifteen minutes trying to fit something in the one but minute. But doing one minute with that, like, it's big pressure. Like going on there with no anxiety is fairly impressive. I would not be able to go up there without just like quivering in my I know, boots. I mean, you know, most of my jokes take about six to seven months to develop. Like I know. You know, I, know. <laughs> I lean into mine for like six, seven months till they really start hitting. You want me to put together a minute? <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> I can't do comedy at all. But I, dude, I know you're so unfunny. It's so crazy. <laughs> but yeah, Reeves been on there. Like, you know, fans of the podcast, go it's, get it, on Kill Tony. I'd love to listen to it. Let's do our own version. You can maybe end up it's, on our podcast. It's honestly hard. Like most weeks, they have how many people submit? Like two hundred plus. Yeah, because they pull from a fishbowl, right? They pull from a bucket. Yeah, and it's. Four or five comedians make it on a night. Is that really that meant? No, they, it's like six or seven. Yeah, I feel like they do a little bit. And more. then there's Hans. It depends on the episode. Uh, sometimes they get more wrapped up. It's Hans, Cam, and William. Hans starts. William Montgomery finishes, and Cam is their regular in the middle. Now it used to be David Lucas. Mm-hmm. David Lucas is my favorite, though. Dude, like, that guy's hilarious. Cam's funny just because he's Cam. Uh, his jokes usually aren't all that funny he just adds a little bit of cam patterson to it but the problem david with- lucas is fucking hilarious he now, lives for the interview though it, he just roast it's not an interview he it just is roast a roast tony. He's yeah like, it's great how gay is tony this week so <laughs> it's pretty funny the the benefit of the regulars is they get to get a repertoire with the guests and nope. and the hosts right so it's easier for them to interact and do their stuff because one like the guests in terms of the viewers, they're more comfortable with that because they get recognition now from being on the podcast regularly. So yep. they already get that like boost from that. So you get a little bit of a confidence from that regular level. And then, yeah, you have repertoire with Tony. Obviously he has you being a repeat for a reason. So you can goof around with them a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot and easier. And you get right? like the storyline, like yeah. Hans every week. Hans, it's like, yeah. it's his girlfriend. Like yeah. what weird thing are they doing this week? <laughs> 
Well, not even that, William, but it's like been his face his face cancer. <laughs> Hans Kim is funny because he's just awful every week, but then they threaten his job and then he comes with the heat. It's coming up soon, Hans. It, it, I know we're going on about another podcast on our podcast, but Hans is up for um regular ship with what's the guy's name? Um uh if you want to ask, I would have told you. But yeah, uh, the He's, he's self-deprecating European guy. Yeah. I think he's like from Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy's but pretty good too. The New Year's episode, which I do kind of want to buy a live stream ticket to it. Are you? <laughs> New Year's? I think it's the New Year's episode, yeah. Oh, so that'll be the Monday after New Year. It might actually be on New Year's, but. Yeah, no. it, it it is New Year. Yeah, you know, be pretty funny. You know, New Year's is on the first, right? Oh yeah, did do you hit Monday. that? Did you hit us with that on the podcast last week? Yeah, or is that just in conversation? I had to look it back up. Or <laughs> you didn't catch it though. Forty-seven. Blair was 41. thinking about it, and he was like, "Oh, well, New Year's. Oh, that's that's on the first, though. <laughs> the most." It's funny. I'm better at math than that. It was so funny listening to your response to it. (laughs) Will's like, ah, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, what? Uh huh. (laughs) It's on the first every year. I'm terrible at days and months and weeks and hours and minutes and all that stuff, but I. Damn sure New Year's is on the first. That one checked out. That yeah. one's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of other dates today, and I've, I'll just drive it in because I've told it to like everyone in my life. But today is um. Mm-hmm. Say it. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I've lost it now. I know what it is. It's the shortest day in the year. Winter yep. solstice. Winter solstice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he came up with it. Uh, (laughs) all right so one of my goals for the podcast for next year is doing video recording and having a weekly done on that and that would have been one of the most perfect episodes too because that's just will just in there like (laughs) looking at his blank face like what was i just thinking of uh (laughs) uh-huh we know we know what you want as well as math and days and weeks and months and all that i'm also terrible with words but today is a winter solstice i thought you about to lose it again there. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> all I could think of was eclipse. <laughs> I don't know why, but that means all the days from That's... now on get longer, which is epic. Yep. And when you it think of the a... shortest day of the year, and when you think of eclipse, I bet the only thing you can think of is the OG Fast and Furious, like the opening scene with Paul Walker ripping his eclipse through the par- uh, stadium parking lot. No, I think of some of my dumb high school buddies looking straight out to the lunar eclipse with their just bare eyes. <laughs> <laughs> How are they doing these days? Doing good. Yeah. Eyesight's still good. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Brains aren't either. Right. <laughs> Other reasons. But anyways. Yeah. But so, anyways. But the so days, today was the lunar eclipse, the, and it was crazy. <laughs> days get longer, but it's still gonna get colder. Oh yeah. Sucks. But it's only for a couple months. Yeah. I'll survive. You're going skiing next week, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucky bastard. Mm-hmm. Well, snowboarding. Mm-hmm. But I'm probably going to do some skiing, honestly. Really? Use it as some. Like, depends on what the, the snow looks like. Like I always say, if there's a powder day, like I'm going to break out the snowboard. 
But if it's like back to back rumor days, like I got like six days of skiing, seven, seven days of skiing, six days, probably gonna break out the skis a couple of days. It's a good opportunity. Like if there's not fresh powder, like it's a good opportunity to just go learn a new sport. Like I like skiing. I feel like I was talking with someone with this recently. I think Andrew um, on Sunday in the in the building. I feel like skiing is in general slightly more orientated to like the sensation of biking, forward facing, left right, like hip movements similar ish. You know, like obviously there's different technique, but the overall like sensation similar, like straightforward and like body positioning and stuff like that. Um, and then I want to get into like eventually avi classes and like backcountry and like. I'm going to be skinning like I'm not going to split board I'm just going to skin and keep some fucking powder skis on and just send it on skis and then just like skin out I'm not going to do the clip it clip the board together rip it down on like a split board and then unclip it skin back out and stuff like that I'm just going to ride skis just like <clears throat> so like I want to be you're really good at skinning the process of getting skins on and off of skis is still very difficult I don't think like, it's easy but you're, like you're I'm, stopped there like you gotta yeah. dig yourself a little hole and like get out of them like, but I'm, I'm doing not, a clip but then you also then have to bad. like now take your boots off of it and then clip it together and then stand sideways and put those bindings and clip into the binding yeah, sideways guess, like, right the like bindings. how whatever it is the process for that yeah. stuff so like I just and like I've I'm a good snowboarder but I feel like I've like slightly plateaued with it as a sport like it's interesting We've talked about this. I don't know about on the podcast, but like I love snowboarding, but I've plateaued in terms of my like interest to get drastically better. Um, it's like a secondary hobby for me. Like if I was to go spend a season out there, like it would flip it on me. But like when I go two to three times a year for like, you know, five to six days, so a total of 15, 20 days in a season, like I only care about that sport so much in terms of progression. Like yeah. I'm at a point where I can ride really good. Like Drop you, you drop your punk ass on some fucking steep powder. Drop days. my punk <laughs> ass. Drop my punk ass. So like I'm I'm confident, but like I'm just like my level is plateaued to where like my desire to progress isn't massive. Yeah. Um I'm comfortable with where I am. But skiing's like a new adventure. It's like a new challenge. And Unless like, you're gonna go start hitting like jumps and start doing big tricks, like there's not a whole lot of more progression. Yeah, for me have. it'd be like bigger backcountry drops, which would still then yeah. be like throwing tricks off of those and it's just like I don't know, and then bigger like backcountry lines and everything where you start to like hike for them and everything. But like my uh, yeah, if, if I was spending seasons out there, like a whole season, I would be more into that stuff. But yeah. like it's hard when you're getting twenty days max. Yeah. But then that's like why biking's a higher priority. So like I only snowboard so hard, so I don't fuck my shit up on my random vacation trip to like not be able to bike for the next six months. Like blow your knee out and now you can't do your main hobby. Like that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. But skiing just seems like a new way to refresh yourself on a mountain that you're hitting like on a daily basis too yeah makes i'll tell you like when you get bored of something like i'm great snowboarder and so blues and blacks when they're groomed every day start feeling boring because it's just like the same sensation until they just get chopped the fuck up and then it's just like a fucking like bump fest all the way down you just hang on and you do that enough you're like all right that's cool but like you go throw skis on for me and i go try to go down a black that it feels easy on a board i'm like this is freaking terrifying like yeah. not really but it's like just like the sensation of feeling out of control like it checks yourself on the mountain you're like feels like a completely different mountain yeah because i feel like i'm decent blues are okay for me on skis and like i can get down blacks but i'll tell you i feel out of control quite mm -hmm. often like i end up saving it but it's the how often I feel like I'm about to just go off into the trees or something like that. I'm like, I'm not going to bring this edge back. And I somehow get it or something. It's just very Jerry of me in terms of how I ski right now. 
I, I'm probably a little bit better at skiing than you. You're a lot better at skiing than me. But I still get those out of control. Like, I don't <laughs> ski enough. Like, the yeah. first <laughs> couple days, which is usually the only couple days of the season yeah. now, like, I get those out of control moments where I'm like, oh, fuck. It's like, for me, jumping, right, 70-30, like, there's a times where it feels really great, but then there's, like, consistent times that you just, you're like, what just happened? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spooky. Yeah. And I think that's my thing, right? Like for me and where I'm pushing myself with snowboarding, I'm like 95, five, like, Oh, randomly beat some times where I'm hauling and like, I might catch an edge or something, but I just like, I ride in a fast, but safe controlled speed. And it's like no desire and no accidental position where I'm just going to like, actually just really fuck something up. We're skiing. There's still that accidental prone area where you're like, Oh man, yard sale. That hurt. Yeah. We'll see. I'll do a little skiing. We'll see what the weather brings. That's my story. Yep. It's going to be a, you know, it's the family trip. Yeah. Denise is actually skiing now. I think she's four, maybe five. First year is just basically the magic carpet and they stand on the snow and get used to being cold. They don't do anything. That's the best thing about skiing, snowboarding, and I experienced it as a child, is you just put your kids in fucking ski school. Yeah. And then you go have yourself a great day and your kids are in ski school the whole day and you have to don't have to fucking deal with them. Yeah, so that's what they did too. Um, last year when we went out there for like uh, Christmas time, that's what they did. I mean, me and my brother and his wife just skied all day. I mean, she's a really good skier too. So we just like, we just rode all day and then picked her up. But we stopped at lunch and you go and you're like, you can, the classes behind like the area you do lunch and stuff. Like you can see them. It's like semi a joke, but like this, this slope is so slow. They weigh so little and their skis are so small. Like they're basically just standing out there on their skis on snow, just like trying to get used to being on the mountain. That's yeah. all they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like even going, like they're almost having to skate down the hill because it's so flat and they don't have enough speed they're having to like push themselves down the hill they're just standing on the hill talking to each other and then they teacher comes and pushes them comes and pushes the next one and they put them back on the magic carpet and they just stand on the hill again (laughs) (laughs) basically babysitting get them used to being cold yeah but now i think the second time they went out she's actually like got on the lift and she's riding so but I'm not skiing with her. I'll knock her ass over. <laughs> I think I think I was in ski school until I could confidently do blacks, and then I was able to ride with my dad. I had um, three days of ski school total, snowboard school total, and then um, the two on the first day, first trip. The end of the second trip. This was just a funny story. I think we talked about end of the first trip. The second day, I, was, I got cut out at lunch. Um, cause I was throwing up on the mountain. My dad came and picked me up. was all pissed at me cause he had to come off his great ski trip to come get me from ski school. Cause I was throwing up. So he takes me down to the, um, hotel and like gives me to my mom and everything like that. And I'm like coughing and sick all afternoon. And like, what's going on? I was like, he just got sick. So, uh, I ended up like when we go to bed at night, like laying down, I ended up just like coughing and coughing and coughing and coughing. Like I couldn't lay down, basically I like, sit up. So like, my dad puts me in the bathroom in the bathtub, sitting up against like the back wall. So he's like, if you have to sit up and sit up in the bathtub, I don't want to hear that shit anymore. <laughs> so like, it just kept getting worse. So, like three 30 in the morning. My mom was like, you need to take him to the hospital. I was like 12, I think on the first ski trip, maybe 13 went to the hospital and my oxygen levels were at like 67, 68. And they're supposed to be at like 98. Like my fingertips and toes were starting to turn purple. I had like uh, high altitude, impen- uh, high altitude, something it's like HP. 
E or HEP or something, uh, or HA, something, I don't know, but it's like high altitude pulmonary disease, uh, like really low oxygen levels from like the altitude change. Cause we flew from Atlanta straight to Vail for the first time ever. So you go from like yeah. 2000 feet of elevation straight to 12. And then like the first day we went straight to the top of the gondola. So you're going up to like 13, nine, like yeah. the first time ever experiencing mm -hmm. elevation. So day two of that, I'm throwing up on the mountain. I had fluid in my lungs and finally at 3 30 a.m i go to the hospital after my dad's like pissed at me not mad like pissed at me but after like an entire day of that and it's finally like, well, all right let's go to the hospital and they're like oh glad you brought him in because he's not doing so good <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they put me on like medicated oxygen and then the uh the rest of that trip was like a freaking pop pop or something like that i had to carry around a little wheeled oxygen tank oh yeah <laughs> you know, with the little thing going around up your nose and i had to drop it off at the airport but it's basically like on oxygen support for the rest of that trip Oh man. Hell yeah. That's just like a lack of knowledge. Like we were just straight up Southern family and like never done anything like that. Going on our first ski trip in Denver and like no idea on like altitude sickness or the impact of any of that type of stuff. Knowledge on it in general is a lot more accessible now. I mean, not much you're going to do to prepare for that. There is actually you're going hard. No, there is. Uh, if you know, like even in a basic sense, like Advil, baby Advil, like thins your blood a little bit. Mm -hmm like a day or two prior. So like your, it helps deal with that a little bit better. There's okay. basic principles. And then like when I went back the next year, there's medicine they can prescribe. That's for like opening your lungs and airways up. Um, well, I not much that I would do, but apparently so, there yeah. is. So there was like, there was a medicine. And like, I was also like at 13, I was a chubby little 13 year old um, and out of shape, relatively speaking. So it's not like I was in good cardiovasculars, like shape, which progressed better. But like, yeah. There's medicine I would take, like you'd basically take it two or three days prior to your trip. Um, and then like, there's also like, if people are listening and they don't know, there's like better acclimation processes. Like if it's your first time going to elevation, especially if you're going from like Florida or sea level, like flying to Denver, spend a day in Denver, acclimate yeah. at Denver level, go up like the next day, like give yourself 12 to 20 hours in like Denver. Cause that's still lower than the mountain. So you're still giving yep. yourself like an acclimation stage period. So there is some things, there's medicines and there's oxygen tanks now, like widely, like the, I got it when I went out there to ride, when I pedal up to the, like basically 10 K it's like pedaling at 10 K versus pedaling at two K feet of elevation. You can fucking feel say like little cans of just like squirt oxygen that you just basically like concentrate oxygen. Like that actually works. Yeah, You can feel it when you're like sitting there sucking wind and then you're like, <sighs> it's like 100 percent auction you take in you're like oh yeah oh yeah that's good but there's definitely things you can do some googling there if you do things. have altitude issues yeah. but we didn't know that like i mean basically 15 years ago yeah we literally like the first time my dad went skiing was in blue jeans and the next trip we went was this trip so we didn't know freaking clue what we were doing <laughs> <laughs> what's denver is denver the mile high city i uh, believe so it's like 7k it's in the foothills yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you, then you ramp up to like 13, 14 when you get into the top of the actual yeah. mountains out there and like the, the ranges, 14ers and stuff like that. It's, it goes fast. Like if you've never experienced altitude or like the sensation of like out, like oxygen deprivation at altitude, it's, it's wild. It gets you lightheaded. Like, especially yeah. if you're doing like physical endeavors and you're not paying attention to like water intake and stuff, like it'll get you lightheaded and fuzzy feeling real quick. Yeah. It's weird. Drink a lot of water minimize coffee and alcohol that's what gets people now do you yeah. go out there and you get hammered that first night and you just start with some good old dehydration then you wake up the next day and you're like ah 
I don't feel you the best. You get hammered a lot quicker up there, too. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's why you only need that 3.2% beer, man. <laughs> Mormons aren't going to let you have no more. Keeping all the rest for themselves. Yeah. Utah's at five now. <laughs> I know. That's like the old school. It's like 3.2. Yeah. That's nothing. That's basically water. Mm-hmm. So, Will, it's been another week that you've missed uh, post he's disc golf prior to... Yeah, I've been slacking on a lot of things. I've, I haven't done jack shit on the, the Instagram either. It's all right. How's your mind looking, though? Mine's looking good. That's a plus since you've been doing something. That's okay. Shoo. Start a new one. But hard, at this point. Like, oh, you started a new one. Hard, hardcore, though. At this point, you know, like, I'm going to whoop you whenever we play next. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Just wait and see, buddy. <laughs> I don't think so. But, um, I don't think it's happening. So I ended up playing, it's Drew's fault today, but I played 45 uh, holes today and 36 holes yesterday. Wow. Stacking. That's I'm awesome, trying to. Man. I'm trying to be like Drew because Drew used to always go, he's like, yeah, I just went and played like, I, I played a, 96 I played holes. 18. I was like, like, that was fun. Let me play 18 again. <laughs> and then like, I went over to Jordan and Jordan's like, you want to go play? I was like, yeah. Oh, I went and played another 18. <laughs> I remember one day you played like three or four 18s in one day. It's probably max of three. Three. I remember, yeah. like, I remember one day when you came back and you're like, oh yeah, I, I just kept playing. <laughs> it's fun, but spreading it out like that is nice. Like, so I don't know. I played last week all with my Dune discs and played good, and then like I played yesterday all with new discs and like played Shannon, and then I went and played Back Barry, um, and like I was getting. I know I keep saying it, but it's just, it's a me thing. Drew, Drew and I talked a lot about it. I was like, my scorecard's not showing my progression. Cause it's like, it's, it's minor detail progression, but like, but playing the same courses, which is why I went just back. He's missing his putts though. Which is why I'm getting I, so much better, but, but my scorecard just keeps getting worse hey, and worse. It's not getting worse. So yesterday, Blackberry, <laughs> I went from plus 10 to plus nine today. So I took one off the scorecard. But that's repeatability. So using the same discs and knowing you're trying like the same throws because you do almost the same throw on most holes. And yeah. you're like, you know that hole. So you know, like, if I do this throw, I can get really close. So, like, repeating that and seeing if you can, like, inch it in closer and get that much more consistent with it. Like, okay, I was trying to hit that gap and hit that gap. Yep. Um, and I've been working at, like, inching it over and actually hitting that. So, like, playing, spreading out across two days and getting, like, some repeat rounds of, like dialing in that consistency was nice. Yeah. Not showing on the scorecard. At a certain point, Drew like Drew was laughing about it because I told him I was like, like yesterday in the day I've literally banged off the basket like a good ten to fifteen times. And he's like, oh, that's funny. That's whatever. And then like all fucking day. I mean, it's shitty putting, but like all fucking day, I'm like hitting basket. Like literally like hitting the rim and bouncing it off. Just like, missing low. Missing low so often. I was like, uh, it's fine. It's like it's close. But like I bounced baskets so many times. But getting better. Getting better. Yeah. And I did beat Drew on uh when we went back today and we replayed Backberry back. The nine. final nine. Final yeah. nine. Drew Drew yeah, had where me. you had your you you had already played it yeah. earlier. Oh, I was warmed up at that point. Uh-huh. Almost a little tired, but warmed up. But Drew had me all the way until the last hole, and then he just bombed it over to the tennis courts, basically. And it yeah. is 18's hard. It it's is fun. Can't see the basket. Uh, just trying fun stuff. That's yeah. what got me. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. It was worth but it. But now I do. To be fair, I need to go play a new course. I, I would love to mix it up. I, I think it's a good change. We should go play the nine by downtown again. 
We should. Yeah. It's a, yeah. like that had some interesting holes on it. That's a nice mix up. And the tree challenge, like when we went to that um, other course we played too, but the challenge of like those tighter trees adds mm-hmm. a lot more risk of lost losing your disc. You gotta go play Etowah. Yeah. Uh, we that's need to, whatever day we're all off. Well, Chris should be soon because early Christmas Eve. It's awful in the what? Uh, and we're entering what season? Yeah, I've heard it's awful in the what. So yeah, Shannon is too. Yeah. Supposedly, so but. Shannon, they're out. You've never played Will's, have you? Will's is way he out. You're supposed of the way. to go. But Will's is by my one. brother's house, actually. Where my brother <laughs> lives right by Will's Park. They have a decent disc golf. Will's is pretty fun. If we go there for I Christmas, like I might play that Christmas morning. Tryon's close. Chattanooga's close. Fuck, dude. Tryon is the worst course I've played by Will's. West Side or whatever that we played with Jason was fun. But it'd but be fun to just play something different, too. West, yeah. West Side was really fun. That was such a humbling experience because we were playing off the short tees. Yeah, and you can see how much farther those long tees are. I'm like, oh man, like, mm-hmm. what did you score that day? I don't know, probably like plus two, plus three. You like plus twelve or something? I, was, uh, I don't think it was that like bad. A, I can look it like up. Plus plus five or something? I think it was like plus two. Oh, whoop jaw! What was yours? Like plus five? No, it wasn't. No, it you wasn't. Played the shittiest scoring, if that's true. You might have been plus nine. No, I whooped y'all. I no, whooped up. Okay, I'm telling you, I you were. Up. Listen, you were plus I nine. Was the best on the and front. the rest of us were like you're plus, plus fifteen. You're plus nine on the front nine. Uh, at Westside? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I whooped up. No, it wasn't. What? Yeah. Squilliam was plus 10, Drew was plus 14, Blair was plus 14, Jason was plus 15. Whooped up, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if that's what you want to call it. Okay, let's go. Plus plus five. Yeah. But that was like such a, for me, like fun course. I don't think I could repeat that. Fun course, but like playing short short hole. That was a weird one for me because there was like some some holes where you really wanted to be backhand on. Yeah. I also hit some insane putts. Yeah. I don't, does it go both ways? Like, are there holes like you backhands? You can do all the throws, but forehands are, you know, just like limited on. There's no, some, like, no, when it's a dog leg left, like forehands are always better. Dog. No, leg. backhands always better. If you're right hand. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Backhand. backhand. But if it's a dog, dog leg, right. Like a forehand, yeah, with the way it spins. Most of the time, going to be a little bit better. Because the way it spins can always like, yeah. kind of keep carrying it that way. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And then, if you don't want to do that, you just play disc golf, and then you just go to a spot and then set up for your next one. Go for par. You just play disc golf. Or you just play yeah. Annie. You just play the game and you just yeah. play for par or whatever. There was one Annie's dog leg harder. right. Remember that one with the big open field and that cut right? Yeah. I had the sickest drive of all time. Yeah, that one was pretty sick. I and thought then, you had thrown it in the woods, but it too. was like perfect. Yeah. And then there was a clutch putt. There was some good throws on that for me. I don't think I don't think a realistically like a plus ten is like what I would my average score would be on that course if I played it a lot. 
That but it was hard. to your point the short holes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the long and holes would have been brutal for us. I was like yeah. maxing my arm out. At least does, for me. Does the part change when you go to the longer holes? Does it go from like a three to a four? On a couple of those yeah. holes, yeah, but okay. most of them it, stayed it three, stayed the Dude, same. I'm already throwing my arm out there at the short holes. <laughs> You're gonna add yeah. another another 150, 200 feet to it, like shoo. But some of the short holes they shared the same tee pad, but the basket placement was maybe. 30 feet different yeah yeah there was the one where it was super long and then the long hole the basket was like just way up the hill yeah we were like five strokes in and you get to the basket and you're putting on your six then it's like oh yeah up that 300 foot hill there's the long hole basket like oh i get fucked demoralizing almost yeah yeah i think our next step should be Either gold to silver or silver to gold at Oregon. Yeah. Have you ever played Oregon? No, where's Oregon? Oregon's fun. We should play Kennesaw. Oregon. Oregon. Near Kennesaw Mountain. Yeah. Near Kennesaw yeah, Mountain. Yeah, let's play that. I like Oregon. Have Oregon's another friendship a really, tournament? A good course. I'd play another tournament there, but with like some regular rules. Regular rules, yeah. yeah. It was a fun game, but also I just felt like cheating the whole time. Like, <laughs> y'all in at like negative 15. What did y'all end up at? No, he had almost a perfect game. Yeah, I think negative I was... 17. That's what y'all ended at. Negative 17 is that yeah. what we ended at? Yeah. Yeah. We had a, a, a fake ace. Fix those rules. Which is a mm-hmm. a birdie, but it was uh That's why I said we should have limited Dom putts are, neg- are take one stroke off, so. Yeah. A birdie with the non-dom putt equals ace. Mm-hmm. Have one of those and a whole lot of fake birdies. Oh yeah, but it was fun though. It was very fun. It was a good game. We need to get some PGA numbers and a go GoPro. GoPro. Turn on. GoPro. Start fights. Let's turn disc off and like Happy what? Gilmore. <laughs> So disc golf is still missing their John Daly, so we could fill that role. It's turning into Happy Gilmore, like Happy Gilmore disc golf. Yeah. What we need to is we'll basically turn it into like the live. Like we'll start a a disc golf tournament that will be like what they did for live and regular golf. Haven't we talked about that before? So like the live tournament, it's like support. Oh yeah, we've talked about. It's supported by Dubai. It's like it's literally like Happy Gilmore, like drinking, cheering while they're shooting, like chirping stuff like that. It's like fun ass golf and like. Good set of pros went over there to start playing. Like, just fun as shit. Yeah. Just make it rowdy. Make it rowdy. They're literally like cheering, throwing shit on to like the green, like right after someone makes a putt and it's not even like for winning or anything like that. It's just just rowdy. It's just, that's what we should do. Yeah. They still don't have like someone out there. Are you allowed to drink during the game? Like in tournaments? Like real Probably not. (laughs) You know, they're tryhards. I don't don't think most. Public parks, you're allowed to like. Yeah, but the public park in. is closed for a private event called a tournament. So, yeah, but still, you're probably not allowed to have open alcohol containers. Bah, in the public park like that. It's uh, how you supposed to be the John Daly of the pro disc golf tour. A little flask. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very John Daly. Of them. <laughs> it's like so in, in in regular golf, they have like fake clubs 
that go into your uh, bag, and then it gets thicker, and it basically you hold like a whole mix, like a whole thing of mixed drinking, and you can dispense it out of the driver. <laughs> oh my! It's God. like battery operated. So like there's a flip down spigot. You just have one like really oversized <laughs> disc yeah. in it's the just your, <laughs> and that shape of a tequila bottle. <laughs> no, it's just one disc of Drew's over there. It's like really thick. It's like Drew's drinking out of the disc. <laughs> it's like a disc flask. What do you got in there, Drew? Like. 18 pack of twisted twisted (laughs) just fill it up what flavor all of them Uh bag feels extra heavy (laughs) oh man it is funny when you look at all the things they have in the golf realm for selling for like sneaking alcohol into yeah but golf is like you just drink while you're playing golf like they'll bring you drinks while you're playing golf yeah but like people just drink while they play disc golf too that's not just y'all yeah, I know, but it's also like disc golf is like public park where golf courses yeah. are private. Yeah, but like, yeah. they they want to sell you alcohol. Yeah, you don't go to Will's Park and you got some <laughs> well, some beer caddy to say sell you so, some some beer. On well, that's the golf what's funny, park. right? A lot of the private golf clubs, you're like they don't like no cooler rules because they want to sell you the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So that's why there's all that shit for sneaking it in, but it still makes sense for public oh, parks, yeah, okay, yeah. right? Like some of those places, especially if they're not private clubs, right? Like, no, you can't bring your like whole case of beer in here. Like we want to sell you beer through the pro shop. Yeah. So like no coolers on the carts and everything, which is where the sneak in. But so then public yeah. parks, you're still trying to find a way to drink in public parks without just like carrying around a twelve pack. No, you just carry around twelve pack. But I feel like disc golfers, there are still that core group of disc golfers, and I don't they probably started a while ago, but they literally like carry around a cooler and two discs. <laughs> like that's what I yeah. see. Like an OG disc golfer, like he's just uh-huh. like still playing. Like disc golf's been around for a while. A while it's picked up like popularity recent, but it's been around for a while. Yeah. So there's that OG like 15 guy like year old like legacy of disc golf, and it's just like three old discs and like a cooler. Just got his 12 pack and his three classic discs, and he's just playing still, ripping them. Yeah. Be you. That'll be you one day. Me with my three frisbees. They're not this. It's just all the same <laughs> frisbee, frisbee brand. You got a one sixty gram, a one seventy five gram, and a two hundred gram. No, they're all regulation. Those are all regulation. No, all regulation ultimate frisbee. You have different weight ultimate frisbees that regulate it. No, I'm pretty sure they're all one eighty. One eighty, like tournament play regulation. Yeah, tournament play regulation. Just three of those. One for driving, one for mid range, one for button. <laughs> Nothing's different. <laughs> Just a different graphic just a on them. a whole lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> the colors make them fly differently. Uh-huh. Makes sense to me. Yeah. We got anything else? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, we'll talk to you before the new year. Will we? Yeah. Well, you're gone next week, aren't you? Uh, I will be gone next week. Well, I just to. lied. <laughs> I think we will be skipping out next week. I mean, on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, me and Drew can record. Me and Drew really can't do shit. We no. don't know how to do it. Y'all can take. No. You can take your phone and record it, something and send it to me. We did that on the road trip. We fucking did shit recording no. on the phone. <laughs> Maybe I'll make an Instagram post or something, keeping you updated. Yeah. Know. You're not even going to be at the property next week. No. <laughs> no, we're all going our separate ways Oh, next man, week. just me, huh? Just Drew. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll pick it up after the first, because the first uh, of the year is on the first. So we'll pick it up after that sometime. That one was just stupid. <laughs> that was just stupid. <laughs> um, we do have to do a one year. 
Which would technically be of the eleventh. Yeah, the eleventh. So the fourth is the Thursday after the first. Um, what if we did a year and a week or something, and then like I don't know, go to Gate City or something, or play we'll disc just golf, go to El Zarape. or the Zarap, and just record an episode in there. Like, what are you doing? Like chips? Come on now, a couple more baskets right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, It'd be so, a long time. <laughs> I don't know if we uh if we say that we're gonna tell y'all to comment on a post or something. Are we gonna have a post up and so they can tell us what they want to do with us, hang out with us? What if we did a live episode at the park on like a Saturday? We do that too. Yeah, that'd be cool. People come out, ride your bike. Watch us shit talk for an hour and a half. Go back and ride your bike some more. Or we could do it at Midway. At Midway. Yeah. Yeah. With just, well, the 450 with no exhaust. It has an exhaust now. Yeah. Big, no big more. news. Big news. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. And also a Caterpillar, I don't know, probably like a D8 air filter on it now. Like. The world's biggest air filter you could possibly fit. It's like about the size of the engine yeah. of the 7.3. Yeah. Now on that. Airflow, baby. Airflow. Mm-hmm. Max flow. Yeah. Help it out. That's another update, but random. But yeah. Yeah. Hit us up. Let us know. Let us know what you'd, if you'd. If you would come and listen to a live episode or something like participate that. Participate even. You could participate, gra- yeah. You could grab a mic and say something. We do a live Q&A. You got to be careful saying that because if you say that, then Josh is going to come out with Naranomies and basically sit there and take up the whole episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Naranomies. <laughs> Josh, this is the boys of Jared's Place. Oh, the boys of Naranomies. <laughs> I'm Josh, your host. No, no, you're the guest. <laughs> Oh, we love you, Josh. Josh is good people. You I know, know Josh. Yeah. You know he's listening. Right you know he now. listens. Yeah. yeah. He one messaged me after so the last man. one we were recording and we recorded Thursday and we knew he was coming that Friday. So I was like at the end, I was like, Oh, let's see if he listened. And they didn't listen on their way in <laughs> because they were recording their own episode, which no. is like what he'll do a lot of times is like records on the way in. And then he messages me like later that afternoon. He goes, Oh shit. I just listened to it. We are coming. <laughs> he's like already home or whatever. <laughs> he's, he stays up on it. He's a big fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love you, Josh. Yeah. If you want to consider it, because he was talking about that on the episode I listened to, he said he was trying to get us to sponsor it. And he was, uh, he's like a player, like, call. He's like, dude, Josh, like, you want us to sponsor your podcast? Like, you get like a hundred, like, like listens total. Like, what is that going to do for us? <laughs> it wasn't like exactly how the conversation went, but I was like, I, like, I, what do you want from us? Like, he's like, but I was like, our sponsorships basically, we talk about you on like every other episode. So that's basically a sponsorship right there. So take the kidney. Yeah, go listen to Naranomi's podcast. Mm-hmm. There's, there's your sponsorship, baby. Now pay us. How much cash you got? How much cash you got? It's been a minute on that one. Do a live Q&A podcast at Midway. People ask us questions and our responses. The answer to the question is how much cash you got on you. It's just over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like. We were already talking about this earlier. That's what it because it's what race weekend felt like with Grant. 
Yeah. <laughs> because he was there the entire weekend. He just constantly was asking stuff. And I was like, how much cash you got on you? And like, he pulled it on me. <laughs> like, like, he didn't know, like, every time he asked me something after day two that I wasn't going to just ask him how much cash he on me. Because I kept innocently asking questions. I was like, well, yeah, we can do that. How much cash you got on you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, is that about it? That's it. That's all. Let's wrap it up. Yep. He's very good at bed. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. See y'all next year. See y'all on the first. That's New Year's Day. <laughs> New Year's is on the okay, first yeah. this year. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs>